Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Don't ever, ever underestimate me. I've got a B in GCSE French. I won an egg and spoon race once. I know the words to candle in the wind. Let's get on with it, shall we? Hi, thanks for joining me. My name is Jade English and I was on The Apprentice last year. Tonight on The Apprentice Qualified, we'll be chatting to Tom Bundy. Hi, my name's Tom, Tom Bundy. I am on 2018's Apprentice. Um, I went out last week, which I believe was the ninth week. I own a tree surgery firm and I'm creating a software tool and I'm here to have a bit of a chinwag with you, Jade. Tom, thanks for joining me so early. No worries, Jade. I haven't been up this early in years. Have you not? No, oh, jokes, really? jokes. I'll get up for the gym at five. I'm all good. I've already Are been. you actually? Yeah, I've already been. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's why you look like you and I look like me. <laughs> oh, don't give me that. What did you think of last night's episode? Yeah, it was weird to watch it and not be in it. I feel so sorry for the guys that went out early in the season because you just feel like you're missing missing out, you know. But um, it looked fun, right? Doing yeah, yeah, massively fun. Christmas yeah. chocolates, <laughs> no, like getting to eat and Sarah was drinking away. Oh, my God. I the thing is, at that point, you haven't had anything to drink really happy for like two months. No. So I imagine the tiniest amount of alcohol. She must have been wasted. Yeah, yeah, you know it is. Like, you know, you get one drink when you're doing uh, the returns, of, mm. you know, when people come back. And then I think one treat we had after we wanted to, I think it was the shoe task or something like that, we got to go to this really posh restaurant and um, Coyote doesn't drink at all and they gave us one cocktail. So I made sure they were all doubles and then I took his and then I managed to get a second round. So after four doubles, I was literally (laughs) (laughs) wasted. It was great. But no, yeah, yeah. So I think that she probably felt it a lot more because she doesn't really drink in there. So yeah. That's so funny. So, obviously, they started off the episode and they were all coming down in pyjamas. Did you do any scenes where you came down in your boxes or anything? Because I remember on my year, mm. all the boys used to basically stand at the top of their room nah. and want to run down nah. Phone. No, I couldn't be bothered, to be honest with you. You had, like, a few of them, like, rare and a go, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get a few more minutes sleep. You boys crack on. But they, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they as you know, because it's the same house, the girls' floor is one down, right? Mm-hmm. So they generally got the phone most of the time. 
but I think um, some of the lads were raring to go. But no, I, I was just chilling out. They seemed to come up to the room and like filming me in my boxes anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. That's been those 5 a.m. gym sessions. <laughs> yeah, you know it, you know it. But it's weird because every time I brush my teeth, there was a camera there and I was like what is so fascinating about me brushing my teeth and they never used it but they did it every morning for like two months <laughs> yeah it's weird you know the the room which is actually a walk-in wardrobe just the bathroom who was in that room it was Camilla and, and Jackie no Jackie was in the big room I swear okay. I think it was Camilla and Sarah to start with um, and then they, you know, is they mix you all around. But it was fun because the the showers didn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the hot water didn't work. The showers did on the boys' floor. So every, for the first couple of weeks, we were kind of going down there just in a towel, and they were always, you know, winding us up trying to like. <laughs> oh my god! So that's yeah. really interesting that you say that. Because in the first week, the hot water didn't work in ours. And I said, I bet that's to psychologically test you. No. That's... This is a multi-million pound house. I mean, I think the hot water's going to work. Yeah, it was up for like 14 mil, wasn't it? That is, um, that's interesting. I think we mentioned the other day, didn't we? There's a few things that you look at in the process, what you go through, and you think, well, was that put there in place or mm. you know it's a bit odd oh god that is it and the reason i ask about the room is because they're obviously very constructed the what who they put you with and i can relate to camilla the most i think and my partner in my room was sarah as well and i think they they painted sarah this year as the sarah from last year so i think got you it's all i sometimes i do look at it and i think where we just characters oh, it's tricky isn't it i mean i think we we talked about this a lot because as you know you don't have tvs radios so you, or phones so you actually have to talk to each other and not just sit in front of the tv i think we were all so different in that process so yeah i think they do pick different characters of certain profiles i think that we all shared a similar aspect that we we're all very driven Mm -hmm. um, because they need people that, you know, I mean, some people say Curran wasn't driven. He was driven, maybe just not in a business sense, you know? Yeah, yeah I think, that, you know, we are different characters, and, that, you know, you got to be honest, that's what makes TV. Mm -hmm. um, you, ju you just have to make sure you're not the character that's there just for TV, and you do have <laughs> a, run a running and actually trying to win the competition, you know? I have to ask you, how did you feel about being fired last week and do you think it was fair? You know what? Um, I'm not going to say it was easy because I wasn't there to come second. I was, you know, I was there to win. I wasn't there to come whatever place I came. Um, so it was hard because I didn't win. It's simple as that. But I understand why he fired me. And mm -hmm. I think a, a few tweets that Claude put out after as well is that basically I... I the task, the, the task that I won, I had top sales in. The, the task that I lost, unfortunately, was PMing. So even though, you know, they put me through the first two um, tasks that I PMed because I did really, I didn't win, but what I did do worked. In the third one, again, what I did worked, but I was third time PM losing. You can't let, you know what I mean? You can't let that go through because otherwise the process doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. And um, so did you yeah. feel like you were pressured to be the PM or... How did you feel about that? Because I know that was brought up a lot. Yeah, it was in the in the media and stuff. I think 
you know what there's hundreds of hours of um film and it gets edited down to 35 40 minutes you know excluding okay. the boardroom and in that discussion for pm i knew that if our team didn't win that week that i was going home because i was in such a vulnerable position yeah so we all put ourselves forward as pm they didn't show that they showed jackie essentially just agreeing that i should be pm um so it was quite a quite a spread decision but i think that yeah underline jackie probably did have some intentions but i said this to all the media that i didn't care i think if you if you focus your energy on everyone else's strategy and what angle that they've got on you and on the process you're just going to lose yourself um, yeah, you know and you, you can appreciate that it's it's about just trying to bring people together and if you're manipulative and if you're there just to try and always have an angle then it catches up with you doesn't it you yeah know? yeah massively so. i think that's a good strategy when you're in there you have to just focus on what you're doing because if you start looking at what other uh, other people are doing it can it can psychologically mess with you a little bit mm, massively um, and you, yeah and you've got to stay headstrong i mean the the you know, we've all got positives, we've all got um, negatives and weaknesses in the process. And one of my positives were that I was very level-headed and I don't let stress get to me uh, easily, which helped other candidates and which is why I work well with other candidates in the process. Um, and being able to not let emotion cloud your judgment and mm. whatever you're doing or maybe who you're arguing against is such a vital thing because like you said they are putting on so much pressure in this process because it's an extreme process isn't it mm, yeah. um and that's what they want for tv and i think if you can get in your own headspace and manage it so that you're in control then that's that's a massive positive and i think that goes into business and work life as well um, massively you were you were so cool to be honest with you i sometimes i'd watch you and i'd think did, did he not find this process stressful <laughs> but jade you gotta remember like i on on the outside world i've got 25 staff mm. and i had that since the age of well it's gone up but i've pretty much had 20 from the age of 26 and i've got two other companies and i've got a partner and i've got you know all this all the stuff that comes with it and to be pulled out of that situation and just put in a situation where you don't have to actually deal with anything you're not allowed to deal with anything outside of the one task that you're doing i loved it i found it so good <laughs> you're just like ah. Oh, I only have to deal with one thing. I don't have to deal with 10 things at once. Like, do, you know, do you know what? Weirdly, I would actually agree with you. I found, in, as much as I say the process was stressful, in a weird way, it was so unstressful because I didn't have to worry about going to the shops to buy food. <laughs> I knew yeah. I, I didn't have to decide what I was doing each day. That was taken care of. You didn't even have to carry your own handbag because that was done. Like... It was, it's really weird and it's almost as if when you come back out into the real world, you're like, oh, how am I supposed to function? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. And it's, um, you know, to the point of people turning your light off and telling you it's time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like when you're a kid, you, you know, you, as you grow up, you quickly take on responsibility and you know especially as an entrepreneur you kind of have to take it on to an extreme level in order to get to where you need to get to and i think it was stripping it back to when you're a child and when your mum and dad would do everything you could always fall back on them and you know 
the, the only responsibility is just performing in that one task. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not here saying it was easy because if it was that easy, I would have won. But <laughs> it, it was, it, I, let's just say, maybe I didn't find it as stressful as some of the other candidates because yeah. they, you know, they came from being employed to going in the process or just working on their own, you know. You can, I, I mean, I can definitely see how people get institutionalised when they've been in prison and stuff now. Like, because mm. it must be very weird going from, you know, you're told when this happens, that happens, and then I think trying to get back into normality must be quite hard. And not that I'm saying that The Apprentice is like prison, but kind of like prison. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know if you um, you saw in the press, but I, I did go to prison when I was younger. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, it was I was abroad um, and it was it was for something uh, but basically there was just a fight in a nightclub and I kind of got because I was a foreigner I got put under the bus um, you suck no at all not at all but it was it was you know years and years and years yeah um, and it was a massive positive for me and I think that you're, you're right a lot of people in the process said it's like prison and and there are a lot of similarities and i think that when you go into a process like the apprentice that you can appreciate you go out of it you go into the real world it's a massive shock and then you look back and you realize that you have to take so much from that experience in order mm. to grow yourself um and i think that true entrepreneurs that's what they do you know, I mean, I, when I was younger and I was in that situation, I took so much from it that mm. actually what prevents so many people from succeeding in business is the fear factor. Yeah. And what I, what I learned from, you know, the, that experience when I was younger was that actually it's, it's false. You know, you, you can't be intimidated. You have to take risk and you have to go to a point where it's a calculated risk. And I took so much from that and kind of went on and did what I did in business. Um, but it's the same, I think, and that's something that people forget. They get, they get into all these different situations and they treat them as a negative and something that they have to get over. But in actual fact, if you take the experience like The Apprentice or like a prison experience or any experience, as long as you're taking something that is growing you in the future to get to where you want to get to, then you're going to succeed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think I always try and show all angles of The Apprentice of what it is, but if and you'll you'll find this in a year i'm a completely different person now to who i was a year mainly because of that fear factor like before there's risks that i don't think i would have taken just because mm. you do see the world differently and then i think when you're taken out of it you actually think actually they're boundaries i'm putting on myself not that other people hundred percent and i remember when i was uh, before i started a company i looked at um a local company that was running and I had a chat with the business owner which is a great thing to do everyone get out there and talk to all your competition and kind of get a better understanding of whatever industry you're in but I did it and you know I said look what are you turning over what's your net profit you know what are your margins because I'm quite forward like that because it's good to get you know it's good to get an idea and um, he was like oh, I'm turning over 250,000 and I remember the feeling of saying oh my God, if I can turn over 250,000 pounds, I'm going to be okay. Like that is going to be me made. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like three years later, I'm turning over a mil plus and you just think, hang on a minute. Like 
I'm at a point now where I feel that I'm nowhere near done. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, it, it's, it's mad how your perception changes through the oh, steps massively. that you take. And you need to know that the only... The thing is, is that you... I hate the phrase, don't run before you can walk, because that is absolute rubbish. You need to be able to put yourself in situations that you never would usually do that are outside your comfort zone because that's how you grow and create opportunity isn't it tom i feel like i feel like we've gone very well at the pub or something (laughs) (laughs) this is without any alcohol wait till you get a couple of shots down as my god it'd be drama (laughs) hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Let's talk about the episode. At the moment, I'm thinking Sean is being set up to look miles better than the others. Whether, I mean, maybe she genuinely is better than everybody else. Are you seeing this? I am seeing that, yeah. And a lot of people have said it, and through a lot of um, the public's reaction, you know, that that's how they're portraying her as kind of the leading candidate. Who did you find the easiest person to work with and the best? And who do you think is going to win? And who do you think should win? Okay, so who should have won? Clearly me, because I'm the best. <laughs> no, AJ. Um, I, if I was put in that process with all 16, with knowing everyone and how they work now, mm-hmm. from the beginning, I'd want to work with Sarah Ann. Um, she was made out to be very quiet. Um, I heard this. Yeah, but the thing is with Sarah Ann, which they, I feel really bad for her in the edit, is that... She was the cleverest female there, without a doubt. Um, and if she had something valid to say, she wouldn't necessarily say it on camera or she wouldn't say it and make a big deal of it, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of other candidates would, which is why they got airtime in the way that they portrayed themselves. Right. So whenever I was with Sarah Ann, she was very, she was very productive. But saying that, I worked with Sean a few times and we got on very well because we've got a similar temperament. She's very calm as well and she, she kind of sticks to logic as opposed to emotion. Um, and she, 
she is, you know what? They're making her out to be strong, and she is strong. I'm not going to take that away from her. Um, but I think that then they're definitely giving her a lot more edit to, to, to have strength than some of the other candidates should have had. I think that Sarah's great to work with. Again, Camilla has great ideas, and she's not scared to put them forward. Um, I think that Sabrina is quite hard sometimes because she'll say 10 things, Eight of, mm-hmm. them should, eight of them should be repeating what other people have said in different words. The ninth thing will be useless, and then the tenth thing will be an absolutely amazing uh, contribution of what yeah, we should yeah. do. Problem with Sabrina is she's already gone through them nine things and frustrated people. Yeah. So when it comes to the really valid point that she has, sometimes it gets put to, to one side. Do you know what I, I mean? Yeah, there's one thing I've really noticed about Sabrina, and I've really, I've really tried to warm to her because I, I want to, but I've just noticed every, and it has been every time in the boardroom, she will throw somebody under the bus before yeah. she even needs to. And I just think in that sort of situation, it might not seem like a big <laughs> thing for people watching, but in that situation, you just don't need negativity. So I think when I've seen that, I can understand how it would really get under somebody's skin whilst you're there. Yeah, it does. And you probably experienced it in your year um, with certain people. But it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And people play games in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think a good thing from this process for me and you is to, I mean, I, I think there's around 40 to 50,000 people that apply for the process. And it's almost good to sit back and think, right, why did they choose me? What, you know, what is it about me that they chose and how can I utilize that in the future? Mm-hmm. And every single one of the 16 people this year had something about them. Definitely. And, you know, I couldn't say exactly what it is for everyone. I've got an idea for certain people and myself, but it's... It was. It's tricky. I mean, it's hard for me to criticise because you you know as well that you're given twenty minutes, thirty minutes to come up with a package. And I think that Sean's team actually did really well with what they came up with yesterday. Oh, I thought so as well. Like yeah. I, I did actually feel sorry for Sabrina in this bit because um, I could see that. She, yeah. Well, Sabrina, I think she came up with quite a good branded, and then I think Sean was like no, you need to go over it, go over it. But you know in that time, you can't keep going over it. And actually, I had an argument in the same episode last year because it was in a very similar situation. The person I was with kept saying, let's do this, let's do that. So to the viewer, it looked like I was just dismissing their ideas. But in reality, we had 10 minutes. And if I hadn't have made that decision, we would have had nothing. So it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, it frustrates me a little bit when you, you know, you, you will have had this, you're out, you know, wherever and someone will come up to you and they'll be like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Like, that's so silly. Like, why did you do that? And you're like, listen, you ain't got a bloody clue. Yeah, like, literally. You have on. no idea. Like, you, you did, you know, what you get put under is, you know, you'll do a hundred things in a day and the two things that you'll mess up with, they will edit them intensively to to kind of you know get that across in a humorous way and I think it's you know you've got to be very careful before you judge um people when they're in instances like in in The Apprentice especially you know yeah I mean the saying stuck between a rock and a hard place I think will never 
have as much meaning as when you're on The Apprentice, will it? It's like you either oh, yeah. go for a, a bad brand or a really bad brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the airline brand in when Michelle and uh, oh. it looked like something from the 60s. And at the time, we were like, yeah, no, that's cool, that's cool, that's good, that's, that looks great. And then you get it in front of 500 people at the headquarters of BA when we got told there would be five people. No. Yeah, 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 they were like, there's five people. And we were like, okay, cool. And then they said, just come around here a sec. There was five judges and there was like 500 people sat in an audience behind them. Oh, my God. So I actually had a panic attack when something like that happened on The Apprentice. It was really weird. We went to go and pitch at HelloFresh and yeah. <laughs> it was actually to do with branding. Basically, we'd have like no sleep. We had to do this branding thing within about two hours. Yeah. I've, been, I've been having this argument, which was awful. And then all of a sudden they were like, <laughs> okay, here's 200 people. You need to go and now pitch in front of them. And I was like, oh my God. I, just, I, couldn't, I literally couldn't breathe. It was so weird. weird. I know. Like, I, I don't have a great experience of talking in front of crowds at all but I did a networking event a year prior to The Apprentice every week on a morning where I had to speak in front of 30 people oh that's good and the thing is for the first six months oh my god you just you know these people but you shake you kind of talk like an absolute muppet because you don't know what you're saying and it's all you know you think that everyone's judging you and you know especially if I hadn't have done that I would have been 10 times worse than when I was in there and it is very hard and it's an art I think definitely I think that's why I love podcasting so much because I feel like like this just feels like you're having a chat doesn't it nobody's yeah you pretend no one's there yeah Yeah, but (laughs) hello hello everybody out there we know you're listening (laughs) there isn't anyone what I thought we were just having a chat I didn't even know there was a podcast there you go that's that's it. I've been right. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to add or talk about? Um, I think the one thing I'd probably like to mention and be cheeky is what I'm doing at the minute. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tell everybody what you're doing, Mr. Tree Man. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I've got my tree company, which is been running for years and that's all good. But my business plan and what I've um, started and it should be ready soon is a software tool. So um, basically, I created a company in a short time when I was young um, to, to be very profitable. And the reason how I achieved it is because I'm very systemized. Like I love my systems. I love my processes. So what I've done is I've taken a lot of these systems and processes and put it into kind of like a dashboard. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a, Not like a CRM where it manages your quotes and your invoices, but just on its own, a dashboard. And what it allows you to do is basically be as efficient as possible. And I think that like you can appreciate it, Jade, if it's all about where you spend your time, isn't it? And you know, you can, you, you just can't buy time. It's the one thing you can't. And this is, this will allow you to kind of really reach the full potential of what you're trying to do with your time. Um, and it will help you manage your staff um, kind of does reports to and fro and yeah helps you achieve your goals and kind of set strategies for what you want to do and keep on track of it because self-discipline is hard isn't it Jade you know you kind of oh yeah you get in the real world you say you want to do something and then two months pass and you're like damn 
that's amazing. <laughs> you know, as an entrepreneur, it's one of the hardest things to keep into those times. It is, and there's so many different kind of tools and software out there for managing kind of your quotes and invoices, but there's nothing specific for small companies for really trying to scale up and be efficient. So that's what I'm trying to hit. So there yeah. you go. Go follow the tree, man. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call you from now on it's cool thanks very much Tom we'll be chatting more Apprentice next week The Apprentice Qualified was produced by Juliet Nichols and your boy Sylvia Sunshine see you next week even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.